I, I guess probably in my time here, I, I probably have done five or six series on marriage now. But, but really what excites me so much this time is how much is going on along with the series on marriage to support and encourage and, and help you. We have a, a variety of opportunities and tools uh, along with the marriage series uh, that, are, that are there for you. And uh, I, you probably have guessed I've asked somebody to come and share a little bit about that. Uh, this is Jerry Witt, one of our pastors here, our next generation pastor. And, and a, a big part of Jerry's job description is to as a church, make sure that we are encouraging and supporting marriage and parenting. And uh, that's kind of his focus. And uh, as a matter of fact, the marriage series didn't come first. Actually, Jerry's ideas and some things he had found for our church uh, came together. And as he presented these ideas to me, I said, hey, it'd be great to do that and, and me be able to do a marriage series along with that. So, Jerry, take just a moment and, and share with okay. the family here what is available to them as we go through this next month or two. Okay. Just looking at the screen, my hair looks exceptionally exciting up there, doesn't it? Your what? My hair, man. I'm just looking at it. It, it, looks, it does it look crazy. Look at, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought you've got it. exciting hair. Okay. <laughs> it's just crazy. Oh, well. Hey, uh, yes, we're super excited about our, uh, our, our marriage ministry here at our church. One of the things we're going to do here for you all uh, real soon here, at February 11th, it's actually it's called uh, the Comedy Date Night Tour for Marriages. And once again, it's an opportunity for us to come together as a church family and strengthen our marriage. But also, we would love for this to be an outreach event in our community uh, for people around us. No matter if you're a believer or not a believer, you all want great relationships. And what opportunity we have to give our community an event that will uh, encourage their marriage, help their relationships grow better each and every day. And so that's the first part of it, but it's not all of it. Another thing we're doing as well with our marriage ministry is uh, we're trying, after the comedy date night tour, we are actually doing a five date night challenge. So we're actually challenging people to go out on five different date nights. and Which is separate than separate the five dates for the, about. yeah, that's a, 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 but, you know, a separate thing. But they kind of cover thing. a lot of the same subjects too, though. You know that? Imagine that. They do. It's crazy, isn't it? But uh, <laughs> so we challenge our community to go out on five different date nights in our community. And it's really exciting to be part of a ministry that really does have the opportunity to impact our whole community, isn't it? Right? We want to be a church that our community can't live without, and events like this help us do those very things. And the third thing we're trying to do as well is encourage our community by helping them do what we call a date night, uh, actually not a date night, it's called a, a couple's checkup. And as you walk out of the sanctuary today, you're going to be handed one of these cards, and on the back of the cards, it'll tell you how to go to a webpage and actually do a couple's checkup. And what it does, you and your husband or, and your wife or your significant other will take the exam separately, and it'll actually give you a rating on your relationship, how you can improve or what you're doing really good at. And I told Randy this week uh, that my wife and I did this and we got a 17 page report on our marriage and wow. I, I and, and Bonnie showed it to me it's 16 pages on Jerry and just wow. one you know. so but funny. I believe Jerry can do it yeah I think so <laughs> You know, it's so funny. I thought we were doing awesome. And not so awesome on her part sometimes. Anyway, uh, so anyways, that's actually a free resource for you, but it's not free completely because our church actually paid for us to have the ability to have this resource yeah, if, for you. If they were, an, as an individual, to go take this test mm -hmm. with this company, it's like $35, yes, isn't absolutely. it? Yeah. So it's actually, we, we invested in our marriages here at the church, so we encourage you to take that card and do it. 
and uh, it's a great resource and a, actually a great report you get afterwards. For and, and the second time? And the second time, and about five weeks later or six weeks later, you take it again to see how well you're doing in your marriage. That's why it's called the couple's checkup, so you can see how well you're doing as well. So okay, so some great opportunities. Don't you all appreciate Jerry pulling all that together uh, for our church family? Let you can go. Okay, I think so. I just want to make sure they sign no. up for the date night. You know, yeah, we're done. Tour, go so. ahead. Okay. <laughs> yeah, get, yeah, get tickets uh, for the date night. It, it's a comedy. It's like hosting a concert or something, but it actually is something that, that supports Encourage Marriage, fits in well, and they'll be introducing the five dates that they'll be introducing is actually a national ministry, and uh, you'll, you'll get an app, and, and when you go out on a date, it'll give you some questions and things to work through each time. So, yeah, get all signed up for that stuff today. So, some great things here in front of us. Now, a, as we go through this time, the next five weeks, you, you might wonder, who, who is he speaking to? You, you know, because you're going to be looking at your own marriage and listening to me, and you'll wonder, does he have a clue? I mean, there may be some times where I'm talking and you're going to think, this guy lives in Candyland. He's talking about marriages that don't exist or certainly not mine. There may actually be some other times where you think, oh my gosh, does he think all of our marriages are horrible? Well, neither case is true. You know, folks, as we go throughout, I mean, just today, do you realize today alone, three services, two campuses, we usually, I mean, we don't say this much, you don't know this, we usually have five to 600 people joining us online every Sunday. So th- there's a good chance today that I will speak to a thousand different marriages. Now, you realize that those thousand marriages are going to cover a spectrum, aren't they? I mean, on one end, there's going to be some. I I hope there's a lot, actually. I hope a lot of them are sitting in here right now. Man, we have a good marriage. We we are enjoying, we're experiencing what what God had in mind, what God designed. We're not perfect, but man, we've had a good past. We've we've got some good things going on. We're excited about our future. And then then there's the other end of the spectrum, right? And, and, you know, my history of of doing sermon series, I, I know for a fact right now sitting in this room... I, gosh, I hope it's very few. You've already taken a step mentally, if not physically, towards separation and divorce. I, I know people are going to come in here to this series almost with a, uh, you know, th- this, this is the last shot. Let, 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 let's go sit in that, see if there's anything for us. But, I, I mean, mentally, emotionally, you're already moving th- that direction. And, and then there's, a vast amount of us in between, right? I mean, we, we, li- we like our marriage. We're happy with our mate. Not always happy with our mate. Not always happy with our But we're committed to it. And, and we're just in here in, in the middle somewhere. So who am I speaking to? Well, obviously, folks, I have to kind of aim to the middle, right? Every now and then it'll sound like a statement toward this end or, or toward this end. But, but wherever I'm aiming, listen, here's what I assure you. If you want God to say something to your marriage, that can happen for you today and in the next four Sundays. Now, you have to want that, right? You have to say, God, would you speak to me and, and speak to our marriage and, and the steps that we need to take? And I am absolutely confident God can and will speak through me to deliver that word to you. I mean, the Bible tells us God spoke through a donkey. He can use me. I'm pretty sure I'm as good as a donkey, okay? Okay. And, uh, but if you want to hear that from the Lord, he, he's, going, he's going to give you that. So let's go into it with, with, a set, a, a set of, uh, with, with some anticipation, okay? So uh, 
about, I guess it's a month ago now, Karen and I were at the, uh, the Army-Navy game. That was our second year in a row to go to it. I'm guessing we have a few more that we'll be uh, going to here. And uh, man, I tell you what, if, if you love football and or love the military, then you ought to put the Army-Navy game on your bucket list because that is a great football game, great rivalry, and it is military on parade, uh, all the events and things leading up to that. And as much as I enjoy football, that, we go to the game to see the march-in that happens hours before, to see our boys march march in with with West Point and down there on the field and this particular year as much as I love that boy it was a it was a labor of love uh, because it was some more cold day same thing was going on here in our area that day the high that day was 31 degrees which honestly after January seems kind of balmy right now doesn't it I would take 31, <laughs> but, but we were sitting out in it. It was 31 degrees as a high, and it snowed the, the entire day. And so it was just miserable out there, and it wasn't just the football game. As I said, we're there for the, the festivities that go on before that, and a lot of that happens two and three hours before the game. And so from the time we got out of our car to the time we got back in it was over seven hours of just sitting, you're telling me, oh yeah, I mean, hey listen, yeah, and I came back home that night, we, we, we drove back from Philadelphia, I was sitting here in church the next morning, and as I was sitting there, I, my fingers were still thawing out, that, that little burn, that getting thing, and yes, I did shower when I got home and sleep in bed, but they were still thawing, it was freezing, and uh, you know, when we, during the game itself, we, while we go there for our boys, we, we, we barely get to see them or talk to them that much, a few minutes before the game, a few minutes at halftime, well, they had been out in it longer than we had, they, they were soaked, they'd been standing in the snow all day, and, and uh, Randy made a comment, you know, we were just talking about how harsh this game is, he made this comment, he said, you know, it's, it's hard to endure a game like today, but boy, it makes a great story for the rest of life. I thought, boy, that's brilliant. He reminds me so much of his daddy. I thought that was such insight. But you know what, folks, I want to share with you today is that marriage has some places. It's pretty biting and pretty freezing. And it can be kind of difficult to endure sometime. But if we're choosing and if we let it, it actually can become a part of a great story. So today we're beginning this series. This series is, is like nothing I've, I've ever done or, or heard done. We're, we're building a series around maintaining, improving, uh, dealing with issues in your marriage around a set of dates. Uh, going, going out and, and dating. Now, I understand, I said a little bit of this last week, introducing it, and, and I'll say it again today. I won't say it every week. But I do, I do understand that there are people in here, people watching, you're not married. And you think, well, what, what does this have for me right now? Well, there is the possibility that one day you could be married. And boy, the time to get principles and learn things is, is ahead of time, is, is going into it. And, and there would also be some in here today that would say, well, I'm, I'm not married and I, I, don't, I don't believe I want to make that choice. I, I don't know that I want to be married again. So what does this have for me? Well, first of all, you are going to hear some principles that apply to all, all areas of life. But, but I would say this, even if you never see yourself being married, I bet there's people in your life that you love and care about that are married. 
you've got friends, you've got family, and there may be a time, it may be next week and it may not be for seven years, but there may be a time in their marriage where they need your support and encouragement, that they need some words of wisdom. And, and, and so that's where something like this can help us, regardless of our, our marital status. So I, I hope you'll take an opportunity to look at it that way. And, and, and so our, our goal in this, what, what was I thinking when I'm, I'm building it around going on a date? Well, here, here was kind of my thinking and my idea. Ha, have you ever noticed that for the most part, the only time you deal with issues in your marriage is when you're mad? I mean, I mean, there's an issue on the table, emotions are running high, and, and, and we're in this total win-lose mode, right? And by the way, we enter every argument in a win-lose mode, not just with our mate, with anyone. If you're arguing, it's because you want to win, right? If you're arguing, it's because you care, you think you're right, and you, you want to win the argument. Now, the only problem with that, while we do that in all arguments, in all relationships, in marriage, to have a win-lose mindset is moving totally against what makes marriage work. When God brings a man and a woman together, He calls them one. You took vows at an altar one day that said, I am committed to being one. If we're one, there's no possible way to have a winner and a loser. You can have two winners. You can have two losers. But you can't have a winner and a loser. That's two different teams fighting each other, right? No, no, we've got to be committed to that. But, but we're, we're dealing with money. Why? Because we don't have it. And you just bought what? Yeah, yeah you know, we, why are we arguing about sex? Because we're not having it. You know, why are we arguing about the in-laws? Because they just did this. You see, the only time we're dealing with issues is when there's an issue on the table, emotions are running high, and somebody has to win, and somebody has to lose. Now, I get the reality of that, but do you realize that's not a great strategy for getting to an answer? That's not a great strategy to getting to a place that actually builds something in your marriage. So what if, crazy idea... We had kind of a, 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 a system of dealing with issues in our marriage when there wasn't an issue on the table, when emotions were not running high, when, when nobody had to win, nobody had to lose. And so that's what I'm going to be presenting to you here these next five weeks is five issues. And, and obviously there's more than five in a marriage. I, I've picked five. And, and we're going to get, kind of get a mindset of how we would go on a date Okay, when we say go on a date, we're not just saying go out, get something to eat, get a movie and have a good time. Please do that. Please go get a movie and, and meal and have a, have a good time. But I'm actually talking about five specific dates. We're going to go out with a purpose to work on these issues. Now today is going to sound a little different from the next four. Today's a little bit more general. Uh, and, and we're looking at how we look at our, our marriage and our mate, whereas starting next week, it will be very issue-oriented. Next week, we're going to look at money. That's an issue. We're going to be talking about the issue of finances in our marriage. But, but today, a, a little bit more general, looking at how important it is, especially as we get to the next four Sundays, especially as we get to the issues in our marriage, we're going to see how important it is how we think about our mate and our marriage. And, and to start that, I want, to, I want to begin with a couple of passages that will give us a, a good backdrop for that. Turn to uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 
10. If you have a Bible or maybe you're using a, a Bible app on your phone, uh, get to 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians, moving near the end uh, of your Bible, it's past the Gospels, Acts, Romans, and then the two, letter to the two letters to the Corinthians. Get to Galatians, Ephesians, you've gone too far. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, and I'm going to begin in verse 3. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3. It says this, For though we walk in the flesh... Now, what's that mean, that, that we walk in the flesh? We walk in the physical world, right? We walk in the physical world. We're physical beings. We kind of process life. We take on life through what we can hear, what we can see, what we can smell, what we can touch, what we can, what we can taste. Okay, so that's pretty obvious, pretty natural. But while that's the case, we're not waging war. Okay, by the way, I should say, this is not necessarily a marriage passage. This is, not, this is not calling you to wage war in your marriage. Okay, it's just talking about life. Well, why is it calling life a war? Have you ever felt like life was a battle? You ever felt like, man, you're just trying to survive the next hit? It's one challenge. It's one difficulty. Okay, well, as we deal with the world we live in, we don't deal with it according to the flesh. Verse 4, for the weapons, the, the way we're going to take on life, the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. Well, what, what is our weapons? What are our weapons that, that have this divine power? Well, one, you're holding. It's the Bible, right? That the Word of God is... It, I don't define life by what I can smell and taste. I define life by what God's Word tells me. The Holy Spirit living in me is a source of power and direction and wisdom for taking that on. Verse 5. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God. And we take... Look at this line. Take every thought captive to obey Christ. Boy, that's a good phrase to underline in your Bible, especially if it's your Bible. If it's somebody else's Bible, probably still good to underline it. <laughs> Taking every thought captive. You, you, folks, everything I think, every thought going on, not just the big ones, the important ones, the, the ones you tend not to think about, the little ones, the ones that don't... I, listen, everything going into my thought life, everything going into my mind is having an impact on how I know Christ and how I obey Christ. Every, everything is, is, is doing that. And there's no thought entering that, that we don't need to be weighing, that we don't need to be... Eva I mean, do you realize, folks, how much, maybe I'm just telling on myself, how little we do this? Do we do this at all? Do we have any filter for the thoughts that are going into our mind? Because every single one of them is building a way... Listen, how I think is going to impact whether I forgive somebody or not. Whether I read my Bible and pray or not. If I have the courage to share the gospel with somebody or not. If I choose to love my mate. All of those actions start with a thought process. And everything, not, not just big things that you see. Everything is a part of building your thought process. My gosh, folks, if we don't know where the battle is, we have zero chance of winning it, right? We have zero chance of this working right if I don't even know where the battle is raging. And wow, now that I do know, do you realize 
Everything entering my mind impacts the battle. Every TV show I watch, every single one. I'm not talking about whether it's good or bad. I'm not talking about the kind of impact it has. I'm saying every show you watch is having an impact. Every piece of music you listen to is having an impact. Every conversation that you have has an impact. There's nothing entering. There's nothing entering that's not building a thought process that is going to help me, encourage me, move me toward knowing and obeying Christ. Or it's going to be a part of a force that moves me away from knowing and obeying Christ. Now, here's the problem, folks. This stuff happens so small and incrementally that we don't really recognize it's happening. That's why we really don't put up any guard. That's why we don't read this and say, wow, tell me about it. No, we, we barely recognize this. But God's telling us this, this is what's happening. Every single thought is going to be employed in a battle that is raging. Now, understanding that makes then sense of this next command. And, and this next verse. Look up here at Philippians 4, 8. Finally, brothers, whatever is true... Whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable. If there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think. That's the command. That's the command here. Think about that stuff. Think about stuff that is true. Discipline and put your mind on things that are pure, that are uncommendable, that are worthy of praise. And this is not challenging you and I to get a cup of coffee and once or twice a week think happy thoughts. Every day, all day, you and I are to be disciplining and driving our mind toward this. And and the opposite is also true. Do not think... On what is not true. Do not think on what is dishonorable. Don't let your mind run away with what is unjust and what is impure. Don't do that. I mean, folks, you rise the filter. We need to be there constantly thinking. Now, there are some things that would be very clear to us and we would get it. Right. Like like, for instance, okay, I could look at this and say, you know, I bet it's God's idea that I not spend a lot of time thinking about porn. Right? I mean, if if I put my mind, if I'm observing and, and building my thoughts on porn, then I'm building my thoughts on a lie because nothing about that is true. It's not showing me love. It's not showing me pleasure. It's not showing me a relationship. It's not showing me a path to happiness. Every single bit of that is a lie. So I don't want to build my thoughts on a lie because they're going to impact not only... Not only my relationship with my mate or a future mate, it's not going to only impact sex and sexuality, it'll impact every relationship I have. Every relationship I have, my entire outlook on life can be shaped by putting my mind on that lie. And oh my gosh, if I'm putting my mind on that more, on that more than I even am God's word, I got no chance in this battle, right? Now that when we get, you, you, you about half expect me to say that, right? But, but, you know, when I'm putting my thoughts on these, that means I've got a, a filter for every conversation I have. Even conversations with my good Christian friends. Just because a friend is a believer 
doesn't mean I have the, you know, the guard comes down. You know what? Sometimes in, in loving each other and in being kind to each other, we don't challenge each other very much, do we? As a matter of fact, just to be your friend, I'll just kind of say back to you whatever you're saying to me. Man, yeah, follow your heart. Yeah, you know, you, you, you know just do what makes you happy. And I'm just going to buy into everything you're saying and just, and just support you in it. And pretty soon I can have a, a train of thought that is really moving in an unbiblical negative way. It's going to really move me against knowing Christ and obeying Christ. And I can have Christian friends supporting it. See, we, we, we've got to be careful. What, what are these conversations telling me? Every conversation. The ones in passing that last 30 seconds. What did the scripture say? Every single thought. Take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Which just begins with recognizing everything that went in my brain today has an impact. Boy, folks, when you, when you really begin to see that and, and weigh that, doesn't that really point to how important it is that you and I spend every single day, every single day in God's word? This is the only thing where I can let the guard down. This is the only thing that's going to enter my heart and mind today that is 100% just and pure and good and worthy of praise and excellent. And not only do I do what God tells me to do by putting my thoughts on this, but this also sensitizes me and helps me weigh and measure all the other thoughts that are coming in. And yes, we talk a lot about here about building Christian friendships Man, I, I want Christian friends all around me that are they're in all areas of their walk with Christ. But boy, I need some. I need some, don't we? Don't we need some Christian friends that are pretty mature in the Lord? Or a little bit down the road, maybe a little bit further than I am in Scripture? Because I need a friend that's going to tell me the truth, not just tell me what makes me feel good. Because I've got a command to think on, on certain things. Every thought's employed in the battle. So there, there's our backdrop. Now we're going to take this way of living life. We're going to take this battle. And, and we're, now we're going to come into our, our marriage. And we're going to apply this thinking to our marriage. If, if you've been married. If you're married. Then you have. And I, I'll say the word constant. I'm not saying every minute of every day. But for the most part. You have an ongoing dialogue in your mind. About your mate. And about your marriage. And, and sometimes that dialogue is just, you know, filled with warm fuzzies. And you're thinking about what a blessing they are, how beautiful they are, how kind they are. You're thinking about, boy, I really appreciate what they did for me yesterday or they got that taken care of. We do have some of those conversations, right? Listen, nod your head right now even if you're lying for the person next to you, okay? Take my advice on this. Now, human nature, this is true for all of us. Human nature is that dialogue tends towards the negative. It just does. I mean, being a good marriage, it tends toward the negative. What we tend to do is think about where we were hurt, where they failed us, what they didn't do for us yesterday, where they didn't show. We kind of get dialed in on, on some of their character flaws and the, and the discomfort that that causes. In my, that, that's, our, that's just kind of the way we go. Well, folks, those thoughts... Build an attitude. Those thoughts, hey, you might be just totally innocent, I doubt it. But you might be totally innocent. But that way of thinking is going to build an attitude about marriage. And it's going to build an attitude towards your mate. And that attitude, sooner or later, is going to come out in a tone of voice. 
You ever defended your tone of voice? And you repeat yourself with like this sweet, syrupy, like gumdrop thing that you would never talk that way to begin with. But now that you're defending your tone of voice, you see, our tone of voice tells on us. It tells us, it, it tells where we're, where we're really coming from. L- listen, folks, we, our thoughts are building a path. They're moving us down a path toward an interaction that, that begins long before we ever have a conversation. That, that big fight that blew up Thursday did not blow up Thursday. We, we, you were, both were, building toward that, even if it was a total surprise, something you'd never dealt with before, and it just popped up on Thursday. No, there was a thought process that moved toward the kind of fight and what happened in that fight that started days before, if not, if not weeks before. So this is always going on in our mind. And so you and I have a command. Not a, God's not a, God is not Dr. Phil. He's not saying, if you want a better marriage, try this. He is commanding you and I to think on what is good and what is lovely and what is just and what is honorable. What is excellent and worthy of praise when you think about your mate and when you think about your marriage. That's a command that we have in our lives. Now, now let, let, let me stop right here because I, I, I already know kind of a, a kickback to this is, you know, this is where I'm living in Candyland, right? I mean, Pastor, you clearly obviously do not know what I'm, I'm dealing with. Okay, that's all fine and good if the board's neutral, but I, I, I mean, there's been some hard things. I mean, there's abuse, there's addiction, there's adultery. You know, there, there is a flaw there that I pay for, that our family pays for over and over and over. And what are you doing? Just say, think happy thoughts? Folks, what we're talking about today and suggesting today is not about pretending that everything is okay. It's not about ignoring problems and issues. What God is saying is, as we go to deal with those problems and issues... The most strategic and effective way to do it is by thinking on the good. That's going to give you a better energy. It's going to give you a a, a better focus on the goal when you start from that place. So just choose to think on the good. It's that simple. Except that it's not. (laughs) It's not simple at all, is it? No, life is hard. Marriage and relationships are, are hard. Listen, if you've traveled any amount of road together, you've been married more than nine months, you've hurt each other. You've said things that should not have been said. You you maybe even have broken a promise or two in a place. Those character flaws. I mean, where are character flaws fleshed out more than in a marriage? Where are they seen more than in a a marriage? And see, all this gets logged back there. And so I'm trying to, th- to think happy thoughts and, and think positively and good. But what happens is we also have an enemy in this battle. N- not your mate. We have Satan. And Satan is going to absolutely make sure that you have a crystal clear memory on every place your mate has failed and wronged. Satan is going to give you a laser focus on their character flaws. And it's not... Hey, Satan's called the father of lies, but you know there's sometimes it really serves his purpose to tell you the truth. Hey, here's the truth. God's not saying that it's not the truth. He's saying the best way to handle it, 
the best way to take that on is to choose to think on the good. Now, here, here's, here's a problem, and I, and I hope a lot of us are not there, but, but I know some are. It takes energy to think on the good. And some of us have no more energy for our marriage. As a matter of fact, it would, I, 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 would, I would have a victory if I could get you back to the place where you hate your mate. See, you have to care to hate. You have to be engaged and involved to hate your mate. You're still in it. Some of us have moved. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't care if there's an answer. I, I don't care if my mate changes. I don't care if they become everything I've wanted for the last 17 years. I don't care anymore. We, we just, it's like we die emotionally and there's no more energy for that. If you're there, please ask God for the energy. And gosh, even as I say that, it takes energy. It takes motivation to pray that prayer. I don't want God to answer the prayer. I don't, I don't want it anymore. You, you know, sometimes our motivation to say a prayer to try something is not our mate. It's not our marriage. It's not our job. It's not our, our boss. It's, it's not that child. Our motivation may only be Christ who is worthy. He is worthy of you taking this step into God's word and into God's way. And, and, and so for Christ, I say, would you give me the energy to do that? And watch what happens, folks. As you and I begin to think on the good. And what, what we're trying to think on is our story together. When we think on the good in our marriage. As bad as it may be. Not all the chapters have been bad. As bad as the last 37 days were. They've not all been bad days in your life. And you know the more I focus on the good. The more energy the story gives energy. The story gives motivation to then go back in and start dealing with those various issues going on in our life. So what we're going to do, something very simple, we're going to go on a date. We're going to order the pizza. While we're waiting on the pizza, we're, we're going to answer these ten questions. Okay? That's it. That's your date. You're going to go up there and you're, you're just going to discuss these questions. People take get the pictures. Get the picture. You know, you don't actually have to take a picture. Did you know that these questions, well, first of all, they're in the bulletin. If you got the bulletin, just look on the back. They're right there. And secondly, I, I, we need to do a better job of letting you know of all the good we've done for you. That's why I had Jerry up here earlier. Here's all the good we're doing for you. You know another good we've done for you? On your phone, every single Sunday is all my notes. I, I don't know if you knew that. We may not, you may not have known that. If you have our church app, when you sit down before I even get up to preach, all my notes are already on your phone. You may, you may not have our app. This is how you can get it, the heightsbaptist.church slash app. And you think, oh, I can't remember a link. Well, you went today to the Heights Baptist Church. Just add app, okay? Just in a slash and add app. Okay, so go, go, go to the heightsbaptist.church app and it'll bring you to this. And uh, obviously we got various phones and stores that we get our apps from, but it, it'll bring you to that. You choose and follow the instructions and you download our church app. And then you, when you open the app, you'll come to this page and there's a, a variety of things that you can do there each week. But look at that, sermon notes. It's in there every single week. So you, you click on sermon notes. This is before I've even gotten up. And oh, January 14th, you click on building your story. And then what comes up is all the notes that I'm going to be given today. 
And so you come to the, to the up, go to that, that's the, the, the title. So go to the next page. And then there, there's, the, there's the tenth question. And as you go through the notes, there's also a place where you can make your own notes. You know, as you're listening, you start having thoughts and think, oh, this and that. Or maybe you think of a certain Bible verse and, well, there's a place for you to make your own notes. And then when you're all done, you hit email and it sends you a PDF of all the notes today, mine and yours, all there together. Isn't that good? You have an awesome pastor in church. You really, I would applaud him. I mean, really, I would say thank you. That is so cool. And so, uh, okay, so the commercial's over. Go get the app and make it easy on, on yourself. Let's go back to the questions because I'm already way too long. Okay, so you sit down, and, and what we're doing, folks, is we're choosing to remember the good places in, in our life and marriage. And that's, that's all these questions are. You know, what was your favorite vacation together? Uh, how about this one? What was one of your hardest decisions? Now, that may not have been a fun time, but boy, a lot of times we're working with the difficulty of a child or maybe a move that we're going to make. or you know, so Those are times that can really bond us, right? I mean, we, we walk through that together. And it, so it's just questions that help you to do... Here, I like this one. What was the best car you've had together and the worst? That's worth a good laugh, isn't it? Okay. Now, if you've been married nine months, that question's probably not going to mean a whole bunch. But if you've been married 26 years, then that, you'll have some fun, fun with that. But that's what these questions are. You can, you can, what you can do is you can get the questions and you can discuss it. I mean, you can kind of make answers before you go on the date. So you're kind of ready to go with answers you've thought through. Or you can just go on the date, pull out your app and open up the questions and, and start dealing with it right there. It helps you remember your story. Listen, you can have a great marriage. But folks, sometimes we don't know the challenges and difficulties. That come. Listen, people end up struggling in their marriage, and it's not because one of you is doing something wrong. It's just because life becomes too much. And, and the weight on us, our, our, our marriage wasn't, we thought our marriage was great. We're laughing, having fun, doing all. And all of a sudden, some, some event hit, and it's, it's too heavy. It's too much for our marriage. So we need to do something like this minimum of once a year minimum depending on some things going on maybe maybe two times this year maybe three times but 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 we sit down and we just choose we make a choice we discipline ourselves to obey philippians 4 8 and think through these things now obviously when you go to do this the second time this set of questions won't work right it's a little anticlimactic if you've already answered them you know, and so, and no, do not email your pastor and say, could you send me 10 more questions? Because I'm not. I'm just, I'm just not going to do it. You know, I just thought of those right off the top of my head. I think it took me like 47 seconds. So you pick your own 47 seconds and come up with some questions. You know, that actually might be the, the challenge you give each other before the second time you do this is, hey, you come up with three questions and I'll come up with three questions. And just remember, it doesn't matter what you ask. Remember what the goal of answering and discussing is. It's not that you get angry and bitter again. It's not that you remember a failure again. It's that you remember what brought you together. It, it remember, hey, folks, listen, you, you have laughed together and you've cried together and, and you've worked through some things and you've survived some things and you, you have held hands. That's the purpose of this date. Ask some questions to remember some times where we held hands. Because honestly and truthfully, when we go next to deal with the issue of, of sex and, and money and fighting and, and the problems, we really need to remember 
when we held hands to be able to navigate and work through that. Amen? Let's hold hands. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just come before you right now. And I, I want to pray first right now for those in this room, maybe those watching online who have lost all energy to hold hands. They don't even care if their mate wants to hold hands. God, I, I, I pray that if our mate, if our marriage has, has just become too not worth it in our eyes. I, I pray you would give us a vision of you. You are true and you are beautiful and you are good and you've never let go of us and you have forgiven. God, may the joy of you become our motivation. And Lord, I, I, I pray that we each would, would, would take this serious and would be constantly aware and current on the story that is us. And building and maintaining that story. Because life does bring challenges. Maybe we're in the middle of one. Maybe it's been going on for years. Maybe we don't even know what the balance of 2018 is going to bring. But we're going to have to deal with it from the strength of our story. God, may we be devoted and committed to obeying your word. Taking the, the thoughts captive. Choosing on what we are thinking about and being aware. Hey, is this thought, is this conversation, is this TV show, is this music, is it supporting and encouraging my love for my mate and my devotion to marriage? My love and devotion to you, Lord. May we weigh every single thought. Lord, we certainly need your help to do that. And we ask for that help now in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.